Hey, just a really quick note before we get started on this week's episode, or more so an apology. Actually, two. The first is an apology for the delay. This episode was meant to be up, I guess, last week when it was recorded and when the news was more fresh. Uh, But that's what leads to the second apology. The delay was because of some really bad audio issues. And after the initial heartbreak, I then spent uh, longer than I had intended to fix them. So it sounds a lot better. You will hear them. There's a lot of uh, clipping in the audio where it gets uh, distorted at certain times uh, you'll notice it mainly from the 30 minute mark to the 42 minute mark and it continues but th- that's when it's worse i think after an hour it kind of subsides now it's not uh, it's not a complete disaster it was initially but uh, it's sounding a lot better now hopefully it won't uh, make you switch off but i just wanted to let you know that uh, that was the issue and trying to solve the issue was what caused the delay. Default actually how it, if you're at all curious to uh, the behind the scenes, was that I we mic up to an audio interface and then I USB that to my computer and record onto Adobe Audition. But so the problem was my laptop is getting old. Uh, I've pushed it fairly hard great laptop but it's just getting old and it just couldn't keep up with uh, the audio that was being sent from my audio interface and that's why it's actually worse at the 30 minute mark because i went online and i was looking up articles and so i guess chrome like it just couldn't handle chrome and uh, my audio interface recording onto the drive at the same time uh, so yeah i'm gonna need to uh, sort out a fix for that if there's any um uh, computer companies listening that want to uh, throw me some gear in exchange for sponsorship that uh, solve a lot of problems. But uh, yeah, if you want to hear a, a better recording I done recently, I guested on Scapegoat Podcast, or actually technically Spacegoat Podcast, but it's on the Scapegoat Podcast feed, so that's what you should search. Uh, and we had a really interesting conversation about a really creepy case. So uh, make sure to check out that. The audio is much better there. Welcome to the survival podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survived the apocalypse, so you don't have to. I'm Johnny. And I'm Shane. And this week we're doing an apocalypse watch, which for any new listeners is essentially a sort of a a news show. A sort of a what's been happening in the news recently. What's going on? That's relevant to us. But yeah, so it's it's essentially just little tidbits of news. uh, Anything that is mildly, like, apocalyptic or disaster-related. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be apocalyptic still. Even though it's apocalypse watch. It's disaster, sorry. Yeah. And it's also a way for us to just do some, like, necessary housekeeping and stuff. Yeah. Uh, A big big reason I wanted to do an apocalypse watch episode this week is because I didn't really want to waste time... uh, Doing, watching a movie or reading a book and doing like all this research on it to record this big episode for it, only to get 250 downloads within two weeks. Yeah. Because that's what happened to our last episode, apparently. 
Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, so, uh, I don't believe that at all. We, we released A Quiet Place, I think two weeks ago now. Mm. At least that by the time people hear it. And in that time, it done, it got the same amount of downloads that the Chernobyl episode got in two hours. Yeah, so that that can't be right. Like, <laughs> according to, to our host, who is Podbean, it is. But yeah. Um, so that has to be an error in the stats. It's crazy. And um, we've just, like, started running ads on the podcast. So it's actually, like, lo- we're, we're actually, like, losing money. <laughs> yeah, we're actually <laughs> technically losing, losing money. money. Yeah. But also, I was really, because we've been doing quite well. I don't really want to, like, go on about, like, what downloads we were getting. So if we, we were doing very well, especially considering we were gone for so long and then came back and started doing yeah, really yeah. well again. I was going to start sending our stats to, like actual sponsors which is different from advertisers one you get a lot more money um you feck all from advertising yeah but uh our stats like when you look at our stats now they look it looks like a disaster like there's no way you (laughs) could present them to a to a sponsor yeah it's really annoying and like and i think i tweeted this like last week where i was like oh i guess a nuke must have dropped on england or something because we're apparently in the top 200 podcasts on the uk itunes despite only getting 12 downloads today yeah and like so the only way you could do that was if the population is now like yeah, 500 yeah. people yeah. yeah um and i sent like i keep like i count i sent something like 23 emails to podbean and they just keep giving me it's the copy and paste canned response they ign- like you can oh, just yeah. tell like you're ignoring what i'm actually asking you yeah like, I keep talking about, like, the different stats, what other groups are telling us that we're in the charts, and they just keep replying that, like, oh, the stats on ours are the only ones you can really rely on. And I'm like, well, I'm not saying I'm not relying on them. I'm just asking yeah. what you think the problem is that we, why we could drop this much and why we're still, like, rising in the charts, but apparently dropping in downloads. Which can't be, yeah. yeah. This doesn't make sense at all. It's obviously some... some server not talking to another server somewhere or something it's... and i logged onto their site there to try and um see our stats and it looks like they've taken them away oh we can't i can't even view our stats now weird that's so odd that they are we can't view our stats on their page now really i'm gonna i'm gonna go well, in as a customer on my own well you won't be able to view anything you have to be logged into like the user account to... no this was just seeing as it's still well, it's still open all um Maybe they've, like their homepage looks different, so they might just be updating their website and everything's just a bit weird. I just wanted to go in to get an I, I was curious to see how many we download today, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, the fact is, we uh, apparently have seen a, I think we're at a, 90, a 97% decline now <laughs> as we're recording this, yeah. which is like. If that, that is a disaster. If that was true, if that stat is true, there is no point in us continuing to do this podcast no no if that was real i'd like okay we just won't do it anymore because going by all the other statistics like about the completion rate of episodes you know you do well and this isn't just for us but most podcasts 60 percent of the people finish yeah. the episode yeah so yeah. if like, we don't quiet place and it got 250 downloads only 60 percent of those you're talking about like maybe 130 people yeah. listen to your podcast and how, or how many of those downloads even did people just download and forget about? You know, like, or it's on an auto download or yeah, something. Like, yeah, yeah, like it's that's very discouraging to people that are that that's their normal downloads. But don't be discouraged if you if that if you get two hundred and fifty a week, that's still great. 
like yeah no just, it's, it's only a huge fall for us yeah, yeah it's only because we like when we started when we were getting that i was fucking delighted but yeah uh yeah we've it, come a long way from that so that was a bit uh heartbreaking to see and this has been going on this has been going on so it's bothering me so much like just be <laughs> fighting with them uh we did get there is other hosts out there that we might uh switch to i've yeah. been looking around because i'm just really not happy with how we're being treated by podbean what that does affect though is we were kind of planning or hoping to at least launch a patreon soon yes i was figuring like september 1st was like the date I yeah had. it'd be a good point to do i still liked him for that but if we end up having to like change our host and stuff there'll be just too much stuff going on so i postponed yeah. that yeah keep an eye out for patreon i guess I, I was hoping that this episode would be the one where we like say oh we have a patreon here's where you can go but oh yeah yeah but we're not there yet yeah we're not there yet but i guess just look out on social media yeah we'll, we'll let you know and obviously we'll let you know in the next episode yeah whatever but considering our uh downloads are fallen or at least we're being told they're fallen and we can't really put up a patreon yet uh, if you do want to support us check out t public and you can buy a t-shirt or stickers or yeah. something like that stickers you can get for like 250 like and I, I don't know how much we get from that but i like the idea of because you yeah. get you know our uh, biker patch sticker the acolytes of apocalypse one I like the idea of people like getting that as a sticker and maybe like tagging places with it. <laughs> yeah. Like if you go on holiday, you stick one on the like Statue of Liberty and take a picture of it and send it to us. <laughs> I I'm now gonna buy like ten of them and start doing that. <laughs> if somebody like uh, if, if somebody yeah. like stuck one to like a cop car, <laughs> <laughs> just took a picture of it and then immediately took it off and yeah, ran away. Yeah. And then... Ask the police officer beforehand. You don't need, don't yeah, even yeah. don't even peel it off. Use like just like put blue tack on it don't it don't yeah yeah just uh <laughs> you don't want that glue to affect the the good policeman's car yeah but i like the idea of that like it being used to tag or you know places. a police dog with it in his mouth like that'd be cute <laughs> yeah <laughs> be cool. and there's also the new t-shirt which is printed both sides isn't it yeah it's disaster artist the logo on the front and the acolytes of apocalypse on the back and i have to get one and if and you can still get the single disaster artist on the front or acolytes on the front but there is a front and back print. What the front and back print? It's a bit more expensive, and yeah. there's only one version of the T-shirt. Oh yeah, but uh, it's the best of both worlds. Uh, and that kind of a, uh, I guess that only applies to people that know what the acolytes of apocalypse is. Really, it's... well, there are, it's our biker enthusiasts um, club. Yeah, it's what we call our um, listeners and our followers. What, yeah, but I was going to say more. It's what because we're a part of it, so yeah, it's not like Hulk Hogan and the Hulkamaniacs. You know, Hulk Hogan <laughs> wasn't a Hulkamaniac. I've heard the word Hulkamaniac in like twenty years. <laughs> That's really funny. I, was I, to... I heard you say Hulk Hogan, and I was like, oh my god, what are they calling him? I was trying to think of a some who like had a a sort of a loving yeah, term for their I fan base. But whereas Hulk Hogan himself wasn't a Hulkamaniac, I feel like we're part of the acolytes. Yeah, we're we're in there. We're in the shit with you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, so it's more like when Hulk Hogan's tenure in WCW when he started the NWO. There's like three people listening. They're like, "Oh, clever." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, let's go on to some uh, news stories from the week. So, um, yeah. I guess one of the big stories for us, anyway, 
because we're in Ireland and we're just across the pond from the yeah. UK. American listeners might not be too aware of this story about um, the dam that oh, uh, yeah. almost burst in a village in England last Isn't week. this one, It's it's been on the brink of bursting for like 10, 15 years though. Uh, yeah, I guess it's just fallen into, not disrepair because of the fucking dam, you assume they're... Yeah. Working on it, but yeah, like the, it was. I guess like like a, like every disaster like this, they knew that yeah, it was faulty. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like Chernobyl, like Dante's Peak. Yeah, like, yeah. Dante's Peak. <laughs> like at the start of every disaster movie. Yeah, like there was a sign test in this film. Oh, that'd be like a really small village version of a disaster movie <laughs> where there's just like some local counselor. He's <laughs> like, like I'm born in the village. I'm warning you. Yeah. I'm warning. <laughs> the dam's going to burst. That's I don't know what accent I'm trying there. Yeah, but yeah, so it's uh, Whaley Bridge, um, is the ta- the village's name. Yeah, it's in uh, Derbyshire. I I got a little bit of advice about this the other, at the weekend from a water scientist actually. Really, um, he's a mate of mine and his dad are environmental scientists, and his specialty is uh, like specifically in water, and so if he consults for with the Irish government a lot and things like mm. that, and he um he was t- talking about it how. It's something they've been trying to work and patch for about 15, 20 years. But it's a constant Wait, battle. But what exactly were they trying to work? Um, just the stability of this dam and stuff. But, but of this dam in particular? Or? Yeah, yeah, oh, he was talking okay, about this. Right, um, right. Like, he didn't advise on it, but he just had a, right. loads of opinion no, sorry, on it. Sorry, I just sorry. thought you meant the sort of engineering of dams in particular. No, no, but he, he was talking about this and how they're basically up against this constant battle of they're trying to drain the other side of it to release the pressure. Mm. But then it rains and it refills again. And they basically, they can't empty it quick enough. Yeah, well, it's it's England. It's like, how often yeah, is it going to rain? Yeah, here. Yeah. Like, and, uh, so they basically, yeah, they're at this, they're up against this problem where they can't empty the dam quick enough, safely. Because they, they need to siphon it off slowly. Otherwise, they're putting too much pressure on it. And, but then it keeps raining and refilling. And it's just constantly going at it. Um, and it's funny, he was talking about how there's also this weird thing of he's saying like you know 50 100 years ago when we engineered something like a dam the mm. chief engineer behind this the project would say like oh yeah you know i'd guarantee it for 20 years yeah, yeah. and it'll last 100 where now like more modern way is if your engineer guarantees you it for 20 years it's gonna last 20 years and then you need to change it yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, like that's just the real difference in uh where, where the point is, if somebody builds it now, you want them to tell you it'll last 100 years. And it will last 100 years. Um, so there's kind of a lot of stuff about it. <clears> yeah, well, so so for like we still really haven't explained it to people that don't, don't yeah. know the story. Uh, so the town, it's a small village of around 1500, and it was evacuated last week. They returned yesterday. Yeah. Um, oh, so I didn't the, hear that. Yeah. yeah, the dam didn't burst, but uh, it came very close. So, well, here, I'll just read... This is from, doesn't matter what site this is from. Uh, around 1,500 residents of the Derbyshire town Whaley Bridge have been permitted to return to their homes after a damaged dam was successfully prevented from collapsing. The residents were evacuated during heavy rain last week amid fears that the dam containing water from the nearby Toddbrook Reservoir was at risk of giving way. Some people refused to leave their homes and remained in the town throughout the ordeal. Please finally allow the residents to return home. Oh, sorry, on Wednesday after the water level 
in the dam that is yesterday that's two days ago sorry yeah. <laughs> uh, water level in the dam dropped by 9.5 meters uk prime minister Boris johnson still getting used to that tweeted <laughs> that he was pleased to hear that residents are allowed back in their homes and he paid tribute to their spirit and patience uh this is just his quote from him the rest of it doesn't matter but yeah there wasn't a lot of information there but yeah so the dam didn't actually burst at least uh yeah but then like i was saying there so last night here we had like a rainstorm we got a yellow war- weather warning i didn't even know that was happening i know like- i heard about it from someone else and so we got crazy heavy rain just floating around the country today and stuff so was the UK hit with that as well? So do those residents move yeah, back in on Wednesday uh, and out today? They're like, yeah. hey, guys, you got to leave again. I went to, like, walk outside last night just before going to bed to, like, leave the the bin from my... To fill the, the wheelie bin with the bin from my bedroom. And yeah. it's just, like, I looked out. I opened the door and just saw, like, the entire estate was just one giant puddle of water. And it was <laughs> lashing. I didn't hear it up until that. I, oh, I guess yeah. I was listening to a podcast, so I just had my earbuds oh, yeah. in. I was like, well, fuck that. Just left the bag at the door, went to bed. And then, like, at three o'clock in the morning, just, like, for the first time in my life, was actually woke by thunder. Like, it's oh, really? never happened to me. Uh, Did you... D- I didn't hear the thunder last night. Uh-huh. There was one just crack of thunder that, I shit you not, the the entire, like, the, the roll of thunder lasted about 35 seconds. <laughs> wow. It was crazy. Like, I, you could hear, like, the window kind of shook and yeah. then i just heard the do- the dog upstairs just let out a howl <laughs> uh, it was crazy loud that's mad um but yeah so like if they got that last night i mean i guess i should have looked for more modern news um <laughs> this when was this article posted yeah, it was posted last night, so let's I just want to check any current Oh yeah, any new who updates on it then. <laughs> this episode will be uploaded in a few days when it's all old news anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um No, but that was just I found that uh, it's kind of an interesting story, I guess just because like it's something I never really thought about. I always just kind of assumed with like modern engineering That can't happen. The, yeah, it just wasn't an issue anymore, but I guess the issue is that this isn't modern engineer and this is an old dam. Well, yeah exactly yeah, yeah um but no like that i was saying i don't even know how old it is or when it was built but it was probably like that guaranteed for 20 years and it's 100 years old you know what i mean it's yeah yeah um did you see like the video of how they were like stopping the leak kind of no no, no. They were, it was literally just the military flying over in um, or the Air Force, I guess, in choppers and just dropping sand, sandbags on top of the dam. And they're dropping, like, they could drop, like, four at a time, and you're just watching it being like, it looks like it'd be easier to just, like, send a truck of lads onto the dam and just ho- just drop the sandbags down. Yeah. You could get so much, it's done so much quicker, but I, I, I don't. But I'm maybe they decided it wasn't safe to put the trucks on it, though. You know, this, uh, but even if they walked, because it's not go- it's not like the dam's going to completely cave in. Like you could no. send fifty lads two sandbags each and drop yeah, them in yeah. the time it would take a helicopter to fly <laughs> down for them to attach four bags to it. Like why not do both? You know? well, what, ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you? So we're where we are now. Like, say there was a dam over, like within a kilometer here. Right. Right. Of that size, and you were told you had to evacuate. Would you leave? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> or we'd be like, "I've been living here for sixty years." <laughs> so the um, I just saw this now. So the uh, 
the town was flooded in 1872. Oh, yeah. The Whaley Bridge flood of 1872. Um, there's a whole long article. Oh, this, you see, this this brings me back when you see uh, articles oh, like that. Yeah, it's like scanned and read newspaper. Yeah. So we used to do in our old podcast, uh, Yesteryear's News Today. And uh, we, me and Johnny used to spend so much time reading these old scanned newspapers and then some software would do an auto read of it mm. where it's um because the text could be really hard to read sometimes yeah and it's like translated and it, it's real nonsensical <laughs> because it's just software reading words but incredibly fun. good for the time because like even thick like that was we done that like six years ago now yeah but yeah. that site had been up for like 15 years so it was like that yeah, was a yeah. software developed in like 98 uh, and i realized that i had gone through so many of those newspapers with like one tab open with like microsoft word open beside it and i'd just be reading and retyping what i was reading i'd be better i put so many hours into doing that and you probably did the same that we probably should have submitted them to the websites being like we did all this for you and then we never did (laughs) i never that's a you know, yeah, that's a very good point. Like, probably like should we have. both probably put in man errors. I'd say hundred errors each. We could that, have like, like, oh, by the way, we've like, yeah, we've rewritten that article for you. And if we start doing that, they'd probably like link have linked to our podcast and stuff. Yeah, well. yeah, exactly. <laughs> promoted it. Like, <laughs> it's uh, so we've only thought about it now. Like, we did loads of the transcribing for them for free for ourselves. Mm. Uh, so I can't find when that dam, when construction on that dam was completed, but um, yeah. It doesn't really matter. No, it's old. It's old. Um, and the the place has is obviously prone to flooding, even prior yeah, to the yeah. dam to this particular dam. Uh, well, any any town like that with a river running through it, like you're going to get flooding, and mm. you're going to have issues with flooding. But um, is, it, is that all there is to say about that news item? Um, yeah, it's just kind of one of those that you don't really hear that often of like a dam bursting. Yeah, yeah, it's something it's, like it's a real old timey disaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't it? It's um, yeah. It's like a coal mine collapsing. It's just... Yeah, or even older, like, like you hear of it. Yeah. Like, you hear dam collapse and you think of the Dutch boy with his finger in it, you know? That's yeah, the... yeah. <laughs> like, no, do you know what I think of? I think of, like, old, like, 50s and 60s movies where it's obviously a miniature. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but it's done really, really well. And yeah. someone has put in hours and hours building this miniature town. And then they burst the paper mache dam mm. and flooded for real with water uh, but it's usually aerial shots and then you have a shot of like a close-up set where they flooded a ton of water through it yeah, yeah. um of like inside a building or, or, something. or it's like a john claude van damme movie where a terrorist is going to like blow up hoover dam i'm pretty sure that's in like uh, one of the universal soldier movies another news story actually we have to talk about yeah because we have some follow-ups from our uh, chernobyl episode Oh, yeah, okay, cool. For one, actually, I'm not... You know, we did talk about this on the Chernobyl episode, that the Russians decided, you know, this Chernobyl series was a piece of American propaganda. Yeah. Even though it seems like only one American was involved in the entire production. <laughs> yeah, it's all English. Uh, it's BBC, isn't it? Or Channel 4. I think it's BBC... Or no, Sky. It's Sky and oh, HBO, yeah. but actually Sky produced the HBO, just distributed in America. Yeah, yeah. HBO didn't actually put money in it, I don't believe. They're pretty, HBO are pretty much like Netflix are with their shows yeah, in, yeah. The, in this particular case. But anyway, so uh, the Russians were going to make their own version, telling the I've true that, story. Yeah. 
Uh, now, unfortunately, it was removed before I got the, a chance to see it. Uh, a trailer was leaked. Oh, early, really? And apparently it is just like complete propaganda where it's all about like the CIA, the American CIA. Oh, we've like gone in undercover and yeah, caused yeah, and they caused it. Um, funny, funny thing about that is, I feel maybe in like the late nineties, say they wouldn't have released something like that. Where now they would, like you know what I mean? I don't know. I that's I I could be totally wrong, but I feel like they've doubled down on being more. Like yeah, in um, a way, well, it was being well, more like oh, Russia is amazing and great and stuff in the last say twenty years than they did the like since say Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. This is almost an action more like the Soviet Union. Yeah, than sorry, the Soviet yeah, yeah. Union. Like, since the fall yeah. of Soviet Union, they softened up a bit. Yeah, Not to say Russia's soft, right? Very hard. <laughs> no, no. no I still think, hard lads. I think that I still right. think that maybe they're responsible for why our Podbean stats took such a hit. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it was right after the Chernobyl that's episode. That's a very good point, actually. Um, <laughs> and we, long-time listeners of the show, will know that we uh, have a history with yeah. Russia. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I can't, you see, I was it's trying to really think, like, what was the joke? What, I, we were Russian sleeper agents, was the joke for a few episodes. We, we, anyway. we got a comment that uh, suggested we were working for the Russians and we're one of the reasons Trump got elected but no I think that came quite <laughs> I think you're confusing two different things I am yeah but yeah. but yeah I think we were the ones that started the whole Russian thing and yeah we did yeah, some yeah. reviewers just like latched onto it as part of the joke but they're yeah. all positive reviews yeah yes comrade yeah. <clears throat> but um sorry yeah no you, that's that's a good point and you're right, yeah, that's very, it's much more like something the Soviet, Soviet Union yeah, Since done. the fall of the Soviet Union, which was only a few years after Chernobyl, and even Gorbachev himself has been quoted saying it was a direct cause of the fall of the Soviet mm. Union. That, like, it changed perceptions and changed, it made everybody go, shit, we need to change the way we're doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, but, yeah, now the idea of doing, like, a a, a TV series or a movie or whatever, that's, like another side blaming CIA operatives on the cause of Chernobyl and that the series we saw is propaganda is something that exactly was the Soviet Union. Yeah. So my point is, yeah, in like 1997, they would never have made a, felt that they had to um, respond to it. Yeah, know? yeah. And and maybe this is just ignorance on my part, but it wasn't until hearing their reaction to the, the Sky series of Chernobyl that I ever heard the theory that the Americans were involved in any way. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why, why is... Why didn't you say that originally? Why, when you had all these trials in, like, 1988, why didn't this come up? Like, Yeah, yeah. And, and also, you're like, well, if this is true, if the Americans were... If the CIA caused this, why did you put those three guys in a labor camp for 10 years? Yeah. They were obviously innocent, and you, you knew this? So, like, <laughs> yeah, how, yeah, are, you, how gonna, are you the good guys? You're You're shooting yourself in the foot a little bit, like it's... <laughs> Um, it's the sort of thing we'll probably come back to later um, yeah on another topic because you were talking about it on discord of like you're you're making a case for the argument that we're making yeah yeah, yeah. I uh, know what you're yeah you're setting to, yourself yeah. up with that by doing this yeah. but now that was more of an aside that's not uh, the, yeah, so that's not the, story? the only follow up to Chernobyl uh, so this is breaking news this actually I tweeted out asking for people to send us stuff they wanted us to talk about so this is breaking news that would have came in last night Locals in the Russian city of Severdoskik 
uh, have been told to take iodine tablets and stay indoors after a massive explosion at a nuclear test site days ago. Radiation levels have reportedly been detected. Residents only told an incident took place. Uh, now, this is probably only three rads. <laughs> this isn't going to be uh, much use to listeners, but I'll just show you this video. Wow. We'll put this up on social media. Oh, so there's no sound for you. <gasps> oh, that is scary as fuck. Shockwave off that. Yeah. It was a mushroom. And it just stays going. Oh, that looked like a mini nuke. Yeah, it was a missile. Um, I'll we'll go into it a bit more. That's pretty much it. Wow. We'll have to share that out. And yeah, yeah. That'll be on Twitter and on uh, Instagram and stuff. But yeah, it's that shockwave. Oh, oh that's scary, man. Uh, so this is from the Irish Times. Uh, two dead and radiation levels rise after Russian rocket explosion. Area of White Sea close to shipping after incident at test site in... And I'm not even going to pronounce that. <laughs> <laughs> Arkhangelsk region? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, you'd have to be able to. Yeah, read it phonetically. Even that was me trying. Yeah. To. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so two people were killed, uh, and the nearby city reported that radiation levels uh, were on the rise when a rocket blew up at a testing site. This so was the rocket nuclear, or was there nuclear material that the rocket exploded? That's the question. Uh, well, let's see. Yeah. Uh, the brief spike in radiation was reported by authorities in the nearby city of Saverdevsk, uh, which has a population of 185,000. Wow. Uh, this apparently contradicted the defense ministry, which was quoted earlier by state media as saying radiation was normal. Our <laughs> <laughs> uh, RIA news agency quoted the defense ministry as saying no dangerous substances had been released into the atmosphere by the explosion of what it called a liquid propellant rocket engine in this region. This region being the word I can't pronounce. In addition to two deaths, it said six people were injured in the blast. A short-term rise in background radiation was recorded at 12 o'clock, a spokesperson for the city authorities said. A statement on the city's website did not specify how high radiation levels had risen, but said the level had fully normalized. See, that's all like, it's so weird to me that you can say, oh, yeah, radiation levels have risen. Oh, yeah. how, how how much? An amount. <laughs> An amount. <yeah. laughs> An unspecified amount. Yeah, that's um, what, what I find kind of mad and fascinating about that is it's like, that's the sort of shit that's. The world is afraid of, like, the UN is afraid of other companies like Iran and stuff getting their hand, like, developing nuclear power. Mm. So this kind of stuff doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but Russia had nuclear power for, what, 40, 50 years are, are, are having a problem with this kind of stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, Greenpeace cited, the, cited data from the emergency ministries that it said showed radiation levels had risen. That's a, Sorry, that's such a weird sentence. Greenpeace cited data from the emergencies ministry that it said showed radiation's levels had risen 20 times above the normal level. Oh, okay. So Greenpeace have a guy in Russia who works for the authorities and he it told seemed, them what happened. Yeah. And they've reported it on. That's it. But that sentence reads very weird, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, but so, so they're saying 20 times the normal level anyway. 
Did the journalist mention their boyfriend or girlfriend in the article? <laughs> Are they talking about how they feel about it? Is it, is it millennial journalism? No, no. It's <laughs> just a, when I hear a bad sentence. It's, so. it's the Irish Times. That's why. Oh, okay. It's, it's just when I hear surprising. a bad sentence, I instantly think like blogger journalism. <laughs> yeah. And so this is like, this is like the second incident like this in the last couple of weeks. Because there was yeah. um, Serbia, the test in Serbia that I don't think anybody died, but... Yeah. Yeah, it does make, like you like, said, it makes you worry that we okay. were... No, go on. Yeah, no, I just think, okay, so you're a huge country like Russia and you're testing a new weapon. Like, why are you testing it near a town then with 100,000 people? That's what's insane to me. You know, like, because when you think of, like, the mass that is, like, the Russian borders, like, they have so much huge amounts of wasteland that you can't grow food in that is mile thousands of miles away from anything else or hundreds anyway yeah why wouldn't you test that stuff out there you know too cold yeah <laughs> that's all it comes down to yeah yeah probably. but then they will uh that's where they'll like build all their prisons and stuff yeah yeah, yeah like 185,000 in the nearby town that's like i i recently because i i recently did a road trip around ireland there and discovered that most pretty much every other city in Ireland apart from Dublin has about that many like is the maximum population is about 100,000 yeah, yeah like Galway Cork City like they <laughs> I think Cork is like 200,000 Galway is about 100,000 and every other city is like 40,000 people like mm. it's crazy um so uh, I think that's a huge like that's Cork yeah and like, even you take Dublin is what half a million of yeah what's considered the city center yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But over a, over a million live in County Dublin. Yeah, and actually, when they say half the population of Dublin is half a million of Dublin city, but there's far more than half a million there on a daily basis. I'd say close to two million. Yeah, yeah. because like half the country work in Dublin, no matter where they yeah, live. Plus, it's a huge tourist city. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. But like, I would this based on nothing really. But I would guess like maybe a third of the people that live in Kildare work in Dublin. Yeah, Kildare yeah. is just a commuting county. Now, yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so a third of the population from Kildare are in Dublin from nine o'clock till five. Yeah, which is another like 60,000 or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not really got to do with this, but um, it's interesting all the same. But no, just that, that that's... But in the same way that they say, what is it, 185,000? That could be still three hundred thousand people are there. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. Daily basis, you know? Easily. Um, I'm I'm not familiar with the town, so I don't know if it's yeah. a metropolitan city or. No. Russia is so massive, and there's such big like, there can conceivably be these like high populated towns that there's still like no industry in, and it's only locals that are there. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like Chernobyl, you know, where it yeah. was just the only the, the, the town beside it was built for the, the plant like. yeah it's mostly the workers there and the supporters so. another story that has been in the news just relating to um, uh, Russia have you heard of Russia's um, floating nuclear power plant no <laughs> <laughs> yep uh, this was sent to me last night so uh, <laughs> it's it's in the news because activists are because this is this isn't a new thing. It's been yeah, it existed for a few years. But um, activists warn Russia's floating nuclear power plant could be Chern- Chernobyl on ice. 
sounds like a Disney production. <laughs> I want to see that live show. <laughs> Just like really, really serious, somber, exactly as the series um, Chernobyl was, except it's on an ice skating ring, like done like Disney on ice. Yeah. But everyone in it is real somber, really serious all the time, but they're just skating around yeah. the set really slowly. You just adapt the, 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 the Craig Mason's script for the Chernobyl series, but yeah, it's yeah. just on ice. Yeah. And you, you bring it down to like four hours with the break in between. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but so I think this... Um, <laughs> it's just a Chernobyl on ice. It's just, that's the main reason I clicked on it. It's like, Chernobyl on ice? Uh, so this was, I think this was construct like the construction for this floating power plant was like completed in like 2011, but I don't believe it's uh, been launched yet. Oh, okay. Are they still building it? Like, No, no, it's built, but because, um, you know, it's, I imagine there's a lot, even the Russians yeah. are going to do a lot of testing on a, floating, course, yeah. <laughs> a floating power plant. But um, this is from... So there's an article from Business Insider that just has a bit more information about it than the article that's actually about the current activists protesting it. Oh, yeah. So I'm just going to read from this because I think it gives more information about what this uh, structure is like. So yeah. a floating nuclear power plant in Russia will soon begin a 4,000 mile journey across the Arctic Ocean. Construction of the plant started more than a decade ago. This month, it's expected to arrive in the port of Pevek, where it will supply power to a remote region of Russia. Which is a is cool a, idea. It's, a, it's an amazing concept. Like, it sounds... Because it's, it's, it's probably way too expensive to build a plant there. So, build it and then bring it. I'd like, I, yeah, I guess I don't really know how it works, but um, it sounds like an amazing concept. But like, how does does this? How long does it have to stay at this town to sort of power it? I assume probably permanently. It's these that it's. I imagine it's a transport issue. So rather than spending years sending trucks back and forth with the materials to build, they've just built it all in one go, and, and then they're bringing it there like a. Like so, a pre-built prefab house. Like, yeah, you know. I guess. So this is like they're probably just going to do. They'll now build another one and send it to another town. I would assume so, yeah. It's a cool idea. Yeah, they, I was ready to shit on this, but otherwise now the like, idea is like they come along, like charge the town's batteries and then move on. <laughs> so I kind mm. of is that what you were thinking? Well, you yeah. see, I thought it was going to be something like, because it's Russia and like the climate can vary so much from Oh, winter, okay, yeah. I thought it was going to be a case that it was going to go to places during, where, like maybe during whatever their source of power was for the winter, maybe it wasn't operating at full capacity oh, so okay. they would send it there for that period but that'd make no because like it still can only serve one place at a time at a time yeah, yeah. so that'd make no sense but i just hadn't really thought about it but the idea of if it's just a, a constri- yeah for construction reasons you're all your experts are in this town yeah, yeah. have them all build it there and just send it where it's needed Send them separately where they're needed. That is clever. It's a really good idea. And now I'd kind of, yeah, like I don't want to shit on this now. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically a power plant that can be transported across the sea. Yeah, well, I guess like the the, the big worry, of course, though, is in the transportation that, you know, you're going. It's a very delicate system. Yeah, you you travel in the Arctic Ocean uh, with a nuclear like power something plant. like a nuclear power plant, even if it's not active, but it has to be like I imagine it has to be very grounded. Like there's like 
things like earthquakes are an issue because you need to make sure there's no micro fractures in chambers and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Where traveling across the sea is... Well, you think, like, where are you yeah. more likely to uh, meet a tsunami? Like, on the coast of Japan or, like, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah, the Arctic Ocean, I don't really know what the what sort of threat it really faces there in terms of how bad the uh, the seas are. But yeah, so for more than a decade, the Russian town of Pevak had anticipated the arrival of the floating nuclear power plant. That makes it sound like they're just waiting there with, like, welcome, welcome signs. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, comrades! <laughs> this oh, but... month, it is finally slated to arrive, but first, the, the plant must complete a 4,000-mile ocean voyage, which isn't that much, to be fair. The plant called... Oh, the plant is called a word very similar to what I couldn't pronounce earlier. That's hilarious. <laughs> Akdemik Lomasov is expected to... Dis- oh, you know what? Russian is... Mu- it's much easier to pronounce when you try it in an accent. There you go. <laughs> you did that really well. Uh, is, expected to, uh, is expected to supply electricity to an estimated 100,000 homes in a remote, remote Far East area of Russia. Um, blah, blah, blah. The rest of that isn't really important. Um, it's currently in the city of Murmanskik, following several years at St. Petersburg shipyard, where it would, where it was loaded with two nuclear reactors and outfitted with a swimming pool, a gym, <laughs> and a booze-free bar. <laughs> so, so, so they're not yeah. allowed to drink on. Right, as if um... a booze-free bar, but everybody's room. Is stocked well. <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah. You, but you can bring your own vodka. Like, mm. I'm just looking at your globe here to see like this globe has come in mighty handy it's in a lot of recent so, episodes. Just just to have a look, like so, Saint Petersburg is almost like under Finland, right? Mm. But then if you go north, which is the part of the world we never really think about, but it's all like Arctic Ocean all the way across. If you keep going east, and then you've got like just like new new Siberian island. So you're almost at, uh, like, Alaska at that point. Mm. And there's a huge area of coves in there, which is all still Russia. Yeah, yeah. Which is all north of China and Mongolia and even northeast of China. And that's kind of seems to be where they're going with this thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I kind of look at that and go, people live there? You know. You also just forget. Like, Russia even, is so big. Yeah, you look at it and you see that it's massive, but you still forget just... Like, you, the fact you can fit all of Europe into it. Yeah. Have you seen those maps where you uh, you drag other countries into Africa? Oh, yeah, we Africa? don't, we don't no, it. No, we did the, it, yeah, yeah. No, no, we, we on the... Um, those Conspiracy Guys, when I was on for yes. the Flat Earth episode, we done it. <laughs> That's where I heard it from, yeah. And I, I went on the map and did it. It's mad. You can almost what? drag the whole world into Africa. It's cool. Yeah. Except for Russia. <laughs> you can almost drag the whole world into Russia as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so environmentalists are concerned that this floating plant could fall victim to a disaster uh, and create a, another Chernobyl. I see where they're coming from, yeah. especially given the history of the the people behind it. I guess. Yeah. Uh, but again, R- Russians is a big place. It's not the same. It's not the same government. It's not the same engineers and the same scientists involved in this. Yeah. Uh, you'd like to think they learned their lessons. Um, it's certainly risky, but I just li- I like the ingenuity of it. Yeah, I kind of the only way I could think is, is like 
is that your whole reactor is essentially like a gyroscope in the middle of the ship. So it just takes any absorption and any movement. That's the only way I can think it yeah. Like, to me, it can work. I just kind of think of nuclear power plants as having to be very solid. And that's why earthquakes is a problem for them. Yeah. And so obviously earthquakes are going to be more than just bumping up and down on the sea. And as I look at the, going across the Arctic Ocean, is probably a lot of ice cutting involved. That was, yeah. That's but they probably have to make sure they go in summer and all that kind of like the Well, they're going to... They're going now. They're going now, so... That's probably the time to go, though. Yeah, yeah. Because no, well, yeah, there's been the most be. melt now, so you want to get there before, like, end of October kind of thing. Mm. Uh, makes sense. Yeah, well, I think a lot of this, again, it's, I think, it's the uh, scrutiny nuclear p- power has faced ever since Chernobyl, and kind of since yeah. the atom bomb, even. Uh, and maybe that's been heightened now because of the Chernobyl series. I've seen a lot yeah. of people commenting about this on Twitter. Cause, like, that was, like, this was sent to me because... I, I said, oh, what do people want us to talk about? Weird yeah, yeah. apocalyptic stuff. And this was sent to me. So obviously whoever sent me this sees it as something that's apocalyptic. Yeah, absolutely. And yes. I can see why. Like there's definitely, there's potential for a disaster there. But it's also, it's an incredible idea. Like if it, if, if this stuff works. Yeah. I wonder what kind of security or boat escort it has around it. Like, is it an easy target? Oh, I imagined that. Uh, <laughs> you know well, I was mean? going to say the KGB, but they don't exist anymore. I can't remember what they're called now. Um, I imagine it's well, this ha- has to be well guarded. <laughs> but then a nuclear power plant isn't that well guarded. No. It's and like, they're not, it's yeah. not like they're going to be coming, they're traveling the Arctic Ocean. It's not like they're going to be coming up against Somali pirates and stuff. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Though, Some very cold it might Somali be, pirates. It might be worth making the journey. <laughs> Like that's the reason uh, Germany couldn't invade Russia; they just weren't prepared for the cold. You know, I don't know. I think this is good. Like nuclear is so so much cleaner than any other source of fuel we use. Yeah, we talked about this loads. In the, yeah, the yeah. If you if you want, we go into that in the Chernobyl episode. So there's no real point repeating it. But it's much cleaner. And if this is a way they can build it and send it somewhere that's a great idea because like the other option seems to be that this town would just be burning coal yeah and kind of I'm looking at it like so think of it like you're in St. Petersburg and you need to get the materials to almost Alaska yeah like how many journeys trying to do that by road or plane would just take so long even if they've done it by boat boat is probably the best way to do it it's obviously the fastest way it's actually because the curvature of the earth it's round um, yeah, because it's like going as yeah, it's shorter to go further north. Yeah, it's a shorter distance. But it probably like to bring all those raw materials. You st- and they'd still have to bring the reactors. Yeah, yeah. So like traveling on the seas would still be an issue, you'd imagine. Yeah, like yeah, it's still going to get the same amount of stress transporting <clears throat> half completed. Now they could build the reactors there too, but then you are would have to bring a team of scientists, and they would have to stay there for like five years or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really smart. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a really good and idea. They're probably going to, if it works for them, they're going to keep doing it then. Oh, somebody else referred to it as a nuclear Titanic, which again is a great <laughs> concept. Nuclear Titanic. <laughs> it's like Titanic to revenge. In the year 2035, they rebuilt the Titanic yeah. with a nuclear engine. Probably won't have sank. Yeah. <laughs> Will this one <clears> sink? <throat> now, I suppose the big issue, though, with something like this it does become worse than Chernobyl in the sense that if Chernobyl happen, happened today, yeah. 
uh, it wouldn't have went the way it went. You know, did it? Yeah. Did it got in there very quicker, especially Much quicker? Yeah, because yeah. it's not Soviet Union. Yeah. Even though you compared their propaganda to be, yeah, but yeah. But if they this if something happens to this nuclear power plant, this floating nuclear power plant in the Arctic Ocean, how long before any sort of relief team can come? You know, like if an accident does happen, it would be like potentially be the worst nuclear disaster ever. Yeah. Uh, so I guess and yeah, because like it would probably spread further because like is it going to stay still it's going to drift with tides and things so it's going to spread yeah. further though water is one of the best insulators for radiation as well it is but not if you radiate the water yeah <laughs> um, and there's also like it's an area where a lot of the world's fishing takes place yeah. so um yeah, yeah like yeah, that could have a knock-on effect of, like, some kind of famine would result of it, you know? Yeah. Um, though that's a tip for people. If you are building a bunker in your garden, okay. um, build a pond or pool over yeah. it because it's a good uh, insider for for fallout. And a few meters of concrete. Uh, yeah. Sandbags. Whatever you can find. Yeah. Uh, we done that on the um, bunk. We done that uh, one of the fallout episodes. Yeah. We done two in a row based on, like, bunkers and fallout and stuff and we went through all the most protective yeah, stuff like, from like paper to water kind of yeah. uh but yeah i guess uh, that's about it on that topic i think i'm not sure what else to say i can completely understand why people are terrified of what could potentially happen here yeah but i do just love the idea that's a cool idea yeah like imagine how like if this if there was no issue with this, like if the, if this journey is successful, this four thousand mile journey, and they do another one and another two, it, it could just become how they build like mini nuclear power plants and but also towns. like maybe we're totally wrong and it's safer than being on land, especially when it comes to things like earthquakes and stuff like that, because it's built to handle the movement of water. That, well, yeah. Okay, a tsunami might throw it like a hundred miles inland, but <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I think the big worry is, like, if, if an accident happens, whoever is on board is kind of done for, but... Yeah. Now, it doesn't say how long the journey will take, and I guess that's... An, like, it's 4,000 miles. I, I can't even guess how long that takes them. No idea. But let's say... Like, there's a big difference. If this is a journey that to get to this village, it's going to take, like, four months. Then it's like, well, that's four months where they're out in the ocean where an accident could happen. If it's going to take four days, you're like, that's cool like what's the chances um Uh, i imagine it's a barely i don't know that much but i imagine it's probably about a month maybe less yeah i was thinking should i google will google maps tell me how long it takes my too no i'm just trying to think of my my brother-in-law's in the navy and i know like obviously a navy ship's going to travel faster than a big Mm. ship like this but they were going on missions down to the mediterranean which is maybe, I don't know, is that a thousand miles away? Yeah, yeah. And, like, they're there in, like, a couple of days, you know. They're in there, they're there less than a week. Yeah, so, yeah. But it would be a faster boat. So, I imagine it's a couple of weeks. Yeah, I just can't even, like... I, d- I wouldn't think it's four months. I'd say it's probably No, no, I was just saying yeah. the yeah, yeah, extreme. No, yeah. Um, yeah, no, like, because I imagine you can't really compare it. It's a 
floating nuclear power plant, so it's not like you can compare it to a normal ship anyway. No. So it's like a big cargo ship or an oil tanker. And the fact like. that like I've got the two articles here, and neither of them say how long this four thousand mile journey will take this particular ship. Yeah, yeah. So I figured that that information probably hasn't been released. It's the length of a large boat. <laughs> and um, it has no radiation <laughs> I think we'll uh, take a break there for a minute and uh, we have a lot more topics to talk about we've gone already this has gone longer than I thought it would but uh, yeah. we'll stay going you might hear some ads here depending on where you are in the world if not this will be a seamless transition you can also open a can now while it's, uh... that was what I was thinking <laughs> okay and we're back two other stories people want us to talk about um yeah. one very serious one one very light one that which is um you know mass shootings and storming area 51 oh, i guess yeah. we'll start with the light one so, yeah, so uh mass shootings <laughs> that's exactly the joke i was gonna <laughs> yeah, make yeah. that's been in the news it's kind of constantly in the news at the moment but it's been a little while. It's been a couple of weeks and we've all kind of forgotten that this happens. And then there's like, what was it? Two in 24 hours. Like yeah. 30 people killed. Well, it, it's funny. It's been a while. We, we say that where it's like, it's been a while since it was in the news, but it's not yeah. been a while since it's been happening. No. It's just, there's been a few that weren't really reported on because we've changed the de- We've now yeah. changed the definition of what a mass shooting is, which is... Well, that's what I just read earlier because I was reading a little recap of the most recent ones and in it it was like and just two weeks ago a young man was arrested for killing four people and i was like oh i didn't hear about that one yeah no because i i saw something where somebody was talking about and i don't want to get into like this kind of the people talking about the race issues with mass shootings but somebody was talking about like who is normally behind mass shootings and somebody else had responded with oh well if you actually look at the breakdown it's pretty much split and they posted a link to to like a list of all the mass shootings this year and the response to that was well a lot of them are below are very low numbers so it doesn't count like yeah. really you're gonna say f- uh, like six people being shot is a low number just because it's not 30 like yeah. It's, yeah, that's because... a mass like a mass shooting is a mass shooting obviously the more people that die the worse it is yeah i i hate the fact that we've we're now changing the definition of a mass shooting yeah, that's great because we've gotten used to it. It's like, would, would you say, well, Asher, Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't really a serial killer because because he didn't kill as many people as Samuel Little. Like, yeah, Ted Bundy yeah, doesn't really like, count anymore either. Yeah. He only killed 30. What's, it wasn't 100. Yeah, what's a serial killer? Oh, they have to kill more than 50. Yeah, no. Although, like, otherwise, they're just a sequence killer. Yeah, yeah. What a, what a loser. <laughs> okay. You're not even a real serial killer. And then, and then the argument would be, okay, so you take a rifle somewhere and you kill twenty-one people, which is what one of these guys was. Like, are you considered a serial killer then? Well, no, I think that is yeah, uh, yeah. the difference. Uh, exactly. Spree, you're a spree killer. Yeah, a spree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As opposed to, uh, but I think even that definition has kind of changed. Yeah. So uh, you remember the guy? Because they don't. Yeah, well, they don't use mass shootings as spree killers anymore. No. They used to like back like remember like one of the first big mass shootings I think was some guy from a tower like in the seventies on a college campus. That's the or classic something. thing was yeah he did it from the clock tower in the because co- that became a like a trope in movies. Yeah, and stuff yeah. And, uh, it was even a Simpsons joke. Yeah, yeah, which is so weird that could. 
I know. You could joke about that. Like, yeah. You could because joke. it had been so long since it happened. Right? Yeah, but probably... I mean, you couldn't joke about Columbine now. No. But it's probably been as long now since... Like, Columbine was what, 2000? I think so, yeah. No, actually, I think 99, maybe. Yeah, it was 98, 99, actually. So it's probably been, like, in or around the same period of time. I don't think you could joke about it the same way. But I guess because it wasn't common, so... Yeah, it was really out of left field. Yeah. It was just totally... But anyway, I always remember that guy being described as a spree killer, and it was maybe one of the first times they even used the word spree killer. And then spree killer was used for... Even there was... Ki- like, the Manson family aren't yeah. They're spree killers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like the sort of thing that comes up in, like, a Dirty Harry movie then afterwards. That, yeah, like, They yeah. would do it, and he's like, he's a goddamn spree killer. You know, like, that. that's... Uh, yeah, it's... Like, with movies, so you take, like, Halloween. Michael Myers in Halloween, he probably isn't yeah. considered a serial killer. He's a spree killer. Yeah. He probably becomes a serial killer in the sequels because he's continuing year by year. But in that first Halloween movie, he's just doing it over the course of one night. Yeah, because it's all at once. Yeah. yeah. And I think he kills even, them all in different ways. And I think even in something like Scream, the killer, it's over the course of a week. I think they're described as spree killings. Are they, serial killers are more tends to be more that they kill people the same way every time or they're they're trying to find their perfect way because you know there's always the thing of like the first couple of kills are different and mm. then they figure out what they're doing and stuff even you look like the jack the ripper kind of killings uh, hey they progress and stuff and it's all about uh, yeah, yeah yeah it's they're they're trying to find out something there's an obsession there they're trying to solve I just noticed, like, clearly what just happened there is we were trying to avoid talking about mass shootings. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, uh, no, when you went on a tangent about yeah, but spree I, killers. But why I went on, why the yeah, tangent yeah. started, was clearly um, we're trying to avoid. Because, like, so this is, like, so this topic was suggested by... I just want to... Name and shame. <laughs> <laughs> but, so this uh, was suggested by a Twitter user, and I appreciate the suggestion, but like it does seem like we're probably not uh, qualified to really yeah, discuss I don't feel, like, So just to give people perspective, like Ireland is a very different country in terms of gun laws. We've probably talked about it a little bit before, but here you need a license to have a gun and you have to have a reason... Generally, you have to be part of a hunting club. Yeah. Um, you can get a pistol under license. I, I don't think home protection is one of the claims you can make. No, absolutely um, not. Generally here, it's farmers have guns, and it's usually like a shotgun, and it's most most often used to shoot pheasant and like ducks or yeah. deer or things like that. It's very rarely used for And anything just to else. emphasize, it's a, a license for a gun, not a yeah. license to own. So it's a license yeah. per gun. Yeah, that's it. And you need to get photo ID, you need to go to the police, they need to make sure you don't have a criminal record, all these kind of things. Well, which is, you do that in America too. Yeah, the difference yeah. here is like the police have to verify that you, like you essentially have to show that you're going to keep it locked up, that you have like, yeah. the, you have to keep your shotgun and your shells separate. Yeah, you need. Fact, I think they even have to be in separate rooms and separate lockboxes and things. It's they're, they're not kept as yeah, a home which is pre- something nobody does. But it's not the whole thing is the perception that most people keep is not that it is for home protection. Yeah. It is for hunting. It's it's for putting down animals when you're a farmer and things like that. It's not for 
Do, yeah, keeping under your pillow well, it's not a valid route. Or like I, I've gotten the form just out of curiosity. Yeah, and you fill out why you're getting it. There's uh, boxes to tick. Is that you don't have the choice to write in. Yeah, and protection isn't on them, so it's not an. It's, you know, it's not you even don't, an You don't have yeah, that yeah. option. And then we also have here our police don't carry. Well, sorry, our uniformed police don't carry guns at all. Um, I think we're one of the only countries in the world to do that. It's very unusual. Um, though I think if you go even in England the normal no, what, yeah. what people consider your bobby yeah they, they, police they, officer on the street don't have a firearm but there's well, special units everywhere yeah but firearms. there are to be fair now in Ireland there are more and more special units yeah like, yeah you know, it's um, quite common to see but we have on we've non-uniform police which are kind of our detective branch mm. and they all have a sidearm every single one of them yeah um, so you mightn't actually but it's, it's it's more unusual for you to be driving down the street here and see a say a police check and you won't see a single gun. You'll very rarely see like an officer holding a rifle or a gun. Or... No, you only really do when there's actually like a drugs raid and stuff like that. Yes. Um, if they're if they're looking for a wanted person, if that's why the yeah. the check. So, and I think because of all that, it's not really at the forefront of our experience. And of our minds, you know what I mean. Mm. It's it's not something we think about. But every now, day. saying all that, and I think uh, we've talked about this on the live show, or on one of the live show, maybe on the live show yeah, that yeah. we weren't on. That yet ten percent of Ireland owns guns. Yeah, which is actually like when I heard, like that's so much higher. Yeah, than yeah. What I'd imagine there's even I think it's thousand which sounds like such a tiny number to anybody else but there is thousand legal citizens with handguns in ireland yeah that aren't that aren't military that aren't police yeah yeah i did handguns only that is yeah yeah and i didn't know like i thought handguns was just outright legal illegal here yeah i didn't think they existed (laughs) but 10 percent is quite that's a substantial amount well our population is nearly five million so that's what four hundred thousand? Yeah, like it's, that's more than the population of all those big cities we just talked exactly. about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's essentially every farmer has a shotgun. I know in in France, my brother lives in France, and it's quite similar in France, except nearly every police officer has a gun. Yeah, yeah. and then they also have. Um, I can never because they've different again. They've different levels of police the same way, and you will like going through airports, train stations. The same in England. There's just armed police walking around yeah, with yeah. rifles, like, and, which we don't have here at all. Italy's crazy. Like Italy, I would say there's more armed yeah. guards than anywhere. Like, yeah. there was a banger or a gun. Well, that was really weird. <laughs> there was just a gunshot like noise in the background. I don't know if that came up on mic. I hope it did. That's uh, a bit random. <laughs> uh, you hear sirens now, and they're yeah. talking about, oh, we don't have this here. But there is, like, I've heard, I've heard plenty of stories. I'm sure you've heard the same of like that there's there's always and it's always ah that old farmer there now is how they start and like the law is you're supposed to keep your gun in a gun safe and then your shell's like out in the shed yeah and there's always a farmer who has his gun safe and he has whatever five packs of shells in the shed but the loaded shotgun is like behind the curtains beside his bed <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> or yeah. under his bed and so and so on. but like when you're out in the country and you are in the middle of nowhere you are very vulnerable like it's it, police can be half an hour away or an hour even oh yeah to get to you so i get why people do that yeah, like I don't think you need to be out in the country for them to be half an hour to get to no, you. <laughs> like that's it 
Like it can be. I get why people do that. We yeah. see, like, I feel like I think like I I, I would think I would probably be pro gun if I was an American. Yeah, me too. Because I think I'm absolutely think people should have one to defend themselves like especially in your home i'm not so sure about walking around with them no um the idea like the second amendment the it's too broad it's too general no but the original idea is to defend yourself against to to defend your home essentially and to defend yourself against a totalitarian state like yes so you don't end up with a dictatorship or anything that's exactly what it came with and I don't think you need to walk around with them in your on your person uh, uh, if you're worried about the government turning on you because then that's probably going to be you're defending your home anyway right yeah exactly it's <clears throat> like by the time the government rises up to start like over to just put down the people well all the laws are about the constitution doesn't matter at that point anyway so you're not going to be worried no. whether you're carrying them around or no not. it's yeah it's a bizarre way of doing it and, but um, it's to allow the idea of the constitution is to allow you to own those guns so it's when that time comes there you have them yeah so the whole don't I would feel like yeah I'm not worried about open carry or concealed carry because yeah. that doesn't matter the reason you're to have them is so as if shit goes down yeah. you have them yeah and to defend your home even from invaders or whatever yeah. like that's fair but yeah i just think it's the open carry kind of thing stuff is mad there's people always talking about how like oh well, if i was there and i had my gun on me i'd have took yeah, down yeah. that terrorist well, what the fucking rarely happens like no but even what usually happens is, so say you're an open carry person and you're in, let's call it a shopping mall, mm. and a guy comes in and starts shooting people, and you pull out your sidearm and you shoot him, and you're the hero of the day. The police don't know that. They're going to come straight in there and they're going to kill you because you're that a guy happens. standing there with a gun in your hand. That happened and last that's, year. That's it? the reality of it. That and happened in that shopping mall last year where there was the. It wasn't a mass shooting, but there was somebody shot and somebody produced their gun to stop this person and they ended up being... Yeah, of course. But now... Police don't know. See, the trouble is, and this is what happens when we just focus on, like, sort of the media, like, what makes the news and what's the spectacle versus the the actual stats. Because we're focusing on mass shootings. And the thing is, when it comes to, like, somebody walking home at night... Yeah. And being accosted on the, uh, on the street and stuff, the CDC reckons there's between two to three and a half million defensive uses of a firearm wow. every year that prevents the violent crime. And you don't hear that statistic being. Oh, like you taking it, you're going to tell someone to back away or shooting them. But either way, it's a defensive use of a firearm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's nearly ten percent of the population. <laughs> but no, again. It's yeah. 10%. Like, that's crazy. Because there's this whole myth when people say that, oh, most people, when they produce a gun in a defensive scenario, they panic and don't pull the trigger. It's just, yeah. it's not true. Or, or at least, if that is true, somebody please send me uh, a study that shows it. Because I hear people quoting that the whole time. I've looked. I can't find any yeah. sort of, even anecdotal evidence that says that's the truth. Yeah. Most people it's seem just one to, of the things people say. If they've become competent enough to get a, an open carry license and end up like walking down the street at night and being, you know, faced with somebody who's trying to mug them or worse, they usually seem to be able to manage themselves. 
if they don't pull the trigger, it's just enough of a scare tactic. But um, yeah, I've seen enough live leak videos of of women in particular oh, yeah, pulling them out of handbags. And yeah, stuff. and just not not even thinking twice. Like yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So there is a lot of defensive uses. So that's yeah. I think like I think huge part of it is and. Um, I, I, it's kind of my argument to nearly everything, which is just education, education, education. Like, it's just knowing how to properly use some anything, whatever it is. Whether yeah. it's a gun, a car, a computer, or the internet, social media, whatever. Just learning how to do it right is a huge part of it, I think. And that, because it's 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 been proven in a lot of other countries, like a lot of Scandinavian countries, where they have the same number of guns per person like they have a smaller population yeah, yeah. and like new, you know, it, like um finland I, I think is actually has this yeah. same amount of guns per yeah, person. yeah and in 30 years they've had like three mass shootings or something yeah like but that. that's because um you can't buy a video game in finland <laughs> <laughs> so of course video games are banned yeah so, so of course oh, okay that makes sense so of course there's no mass same in japan yeah, yeah. you can't get video games in no, japan oh. and that's I didn't realize that video games are the violence. Yeah, thing. yeah. That's our show, guys. No, like it's been proven in a lot of those countries that it's it's as easy to get a gun, but you just have to do more training with them, and they don't have as much shootings. And yeah, stuff well, like that. I think I suppose with Finland, maybe I'm wrong with it's, Finland. In it's also a culture, yeah. but I think you have to do like a year of military service there, like once you're 18. Oh, so. they do what's a conscription? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're gonna Everyone learn. Gets it. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna learn proper procedure there yeah. um now as a man in his mid-30s i would fucking have loved to do that when i was 18 yeah but i was still a bit like the fucking man making me go you know when i was 18 i was all about i started studying art and hanging out with loads of artists and <laughs> photographers although then here we would have completely had the option to just join the fca like so many of my friends done the fca and like you would just go away for a weekend and essentially oh, yeah. like again cub scouts for adults like yeah so we kind of did had have, have the option and just chose not to no oh, okay yeah i didn't really know that no. yeah that's on us yeah well um just to like not to go too long with it but uh so video games are being blamed again again, <laughs> again so like fans of nostalgia love that back yeah. to the 90s well i i, I blame kiss personally <laughs> um because they're because they're devil worshipping music, I think is what it comes down to. Not just because they're a, a terrible band. Oh, actually, I have to cut that out. Of all the things we could say on this podcast, <laughs> that would probably lose us. Um, Kids are actually all right. Like I just don't yeah. like Gene Simmons. But um, no, I think any any kind of like heavy metal music or death metal, they're all Satan worshippers, and <laughs> we're, we're they're all going to go to hell. So, I mean, clearly they're behind mass shootings. Anyone who listens to them is is a killer mm. well yeah. it's funny metal was usually blamed for suicides it wasn't until yeah, Columbine right. and Marilyn Manson that it turned to gun violence like that was and a the weird West Memphis moment. 3 though wasn't it they were considered Saint Worshippers because well, yeah, they yeah. were into like metal and stuff with the West Memphis tree, it was a kind of it was a, a lot of things like Stephen King was the one used as evidence oh, yeah. uh, which is bizarre it's like it's like a best-selling writer 
it's like well, everywhere but that's like blaming video games like oh when, when like a shooter a, a mass shooting happens and someone it comes out like oh we're looking into it we've seen that he uh he was a big fan a fan of video games like that's like oh we're looking into it, we see he he really liked twitter so twitter must like who doesn't yeah. who under the age of 50 now doesn't play video games like, I, I love the idea of like oh yeah, I think it's video games to blame and it turns out the guy's like big into Minecraft or something or it's not like but that was this guy they're talking about he was playing Fortnite like Fortnite Fortnite is cartoon violence like yeah it's not even um, like you're using like, GTA like giant or... mallets and stuff to yeah kill people, it's, it's, not, like, there it's is, not Call of Duty or GTA yeah there, or there are guns in it but like the guns like shoot like coloured missiles into you and you blow up but then there's also like you have a giant baseball bat and stuff like yeah, that yeah. it's really cartoon violence that's most kids play it like yeah yeah my eight year old neighbour plays it he's always talking about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's madness that they're back blaming them now they are I feel like the. I don't feel like they really think the video games are responsible I don't feel like they ever thought that but now in particular, I think, especially when Trump said it, I think it was like a line said, knowing that uh, people will get really worked up about this. Yeah. And for the next five days, They're nobody will be talking about the actual issue. Yeah, that's very true. Because yeah. like none of it makes sense. Like I said this on our Discord, that um, if they blame video games, like... So Japan is actually, despite what we said earlier, Japan is actually the biggest market for video games in the world. Yeah. And then I think it's it's probably China, then America, and then the UK. And you have all these other countries where mass shootings aren't happening. So the only logical argument to that would be, oh, well, those countries, the reason video games don't make, the reason the people playing video games in these other countries don't go out and do mass shootings is because they don't have access to guns. Yeah. So guns are the problem. Yeah, yeah. Even if video games are what like gives them that spark, they're yeah. only able able to do it because, because the, the guns are available. Because then yeah. if that was true, I would say, oh well then both are a problem. It's either both are a problem. Yeah. Or just the access to guns. It's not you can't say it's just video games. No, exactly, yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah, you can't blame just video it's yeah. either both or the guns okay yeah exactly it can't well, it'd be, be like if 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 there was if if books were leading people to be heroin addicts and there was a country where heroin was readily available and other countries where people read more books but weren't doing as much heroin yeah. you wouldn't be like well the books are the problem <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> like, it's the heroin is the yeah. problem. Um, it's, um... and again this like a, this coming from somebody that I feel like I would be more pro-gun than I would be anti-gun. If I lived in the States, I would have at least a shotgun, if not also a rifle and a handgun in my house. Thinking about it. Right, so say you own a gun. Yeah. Would you be comfortable leaving your house with it left in that you're going to work in the morning, you can't bring your gun to work? Would you not be, like, terrified that somebody will find your gun and, like, blow their head off accidentally? Or just, or somebody would rob it, or... Um, but I'd keep it locked away and I wouldn't. Yeah, like, you'd it. have to keep it in an actual safe. Because thinking about, like, maybe there is, like, that is the upside to having an open carry law. It's that the person responsible for the gun is responsible it, yeah, for yeah. it at all times. I feel like that's not what they're doing. If that was... 
like that i can kind of see the the pros in that somebody complete taking like complete responsibility 24 7 for this dangerous item they've bought oh yeah i understand that way of thinking yeah um no it's kind of but that comes with it again i kind of think about it and i go oh but like I probably couldn't afford a safe or a gun. (laughs) (laughs) So right now, like, it's not something I'd have. Anyway, even if I lived in somewhere where I could, I couldn't, I can't afford it. Um, (laughs) You know, but no, I very much have the attitude of I want to be responsible and things like that. And I'm renting, so I probably wouldn't while I'm renting. It's something I don't think I would do to like own property. Because then I know I can properly install a gun safe that I can bolt through, like, a proper wall, not a plaster wall. All that kind of, like, I think about all those things. I'll tell you, I would really love to own a gun just so as at some, and I hope, yeah, I need to, I need to own a gun before, like, TV becomes completely obsolete. Because I'd really (laughs) like, I'd really like to do that Elvis thing where you're just sitting on your lazy boy. And something you don't like comes on telly, so you just shoot the TV. It's a little dream of mine. Johnny, I will make that happen. <laughs> Do you want another uh, drink? We have another topic. We have another topic, but we could take a break. We have time for another break. Let's take a break. Depending on where you are, you might hear an ad here. And we're back. So, I guess like another sort of big news item for from the last few weeks is... Uh, well, actually, you know, there is a few other big ones that we're just ignoring because we're going on to one of the most important ones. Maybe this could be one of the most important uh, moments of our time. The, the storming of Area 51. It's, it's so important. <laughs> um, I actually know very little about this. I haven't read that. It's one of those things. It very quickly became like a meme and a thing like in this t-shirts yeah. of like i stormed area 51 2019 and stuff like that. it very quickly became right a thing and i kind of admit, missed the original story was it reddit or... okay no it was a, so it was a facebook group okay that, uh, i think i'm not sure what the number's at now but i think it definitely surpassed like a million attendees um yeah. no i can't remember if verbatim what the uh facebook group said because i think it might might have been removed since but i essentially said like uh you know we're they can't stop all of us yeah and that they were going going to a nato run uh at area 51 which i think is a reference to dragon ball z or something where you run with your arms behind your back (laughs) and your head forward (laughs) And and the reason was that uh bullets have a lot you move faster and bullets have less chance of hitting you (laughs) (laughs) it's <laughs> a real anime thing yeah, yeah. and um, yeah and it just ended with the lion let's see them aliens <laughs> <laughs> so it was a joke from the beginning oh, I'd fucking love it though if like if just 50 people showed up and did it for real a lot of people are going to show up The um, so the plan is that they were going to no no 50 is enough for me the plan is they were going to meet at a town close to area 51 now close Mm. to area 51 means 60 miles away yeah (laughs) that's how close that town is and it's a town i think the town's population is 55 yeah 
it's literally it's not even a town it's a piece of a desert with a couple of mobile homes in it it's not roswell then no, no. and they've built like like the the Ailey inn hotel yeah yeah but it's just like three mobile homes together kind of. and all those 55 people are ufologists i'm sure or just people that move there to open up like brick and brack store yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which are very very clever people yeah yeah absolutely but apparently, like within a few hours of that group being posted on Facebook, the alien, the alien was uh, booked out. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot, of, so there are people uh, planning to go, but obviously the people that will go, they're going for the meme. They're going to take a selfie. Yeah. Um, Everyone's I, they're all in it for the lols, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe some of them are in there to see them aliens. I did like the memes that came out of it were fantastic. <laughs> I loved like where it was like, like it'd be one where it's just like a kid, like on a tricycle, and it's like me on my way to Area Fifty One, <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. like me coming back, and he's in a flying saucer, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, with, with like two two hot alien chicks on each arm. <laughs> and it's like a convertible, but it's a yeah. flying saucer. So I've seen a few of those. <laughs> it's. It's one of those things is like, okay, let's say you get a million people show up and they storm through the fences. This is, there's, say there's 50 soldiers with M16s or yeah, whatever, I think P90s. Before you get no, no, even, okay. And the P90s or whatever, and they run out of ammo after the first, whatever, like <laughs> 300 people, right? After the first two waves. Yeah, yeah. And then you still have another like 800,000 people or whatever at that point <laughs> um, all you gotta do is get to a nuclear sealed door in the ground on the desert and then go oh shit <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> funny thing is you're not even going to get to that because all the gates for Area 51 and the fences mm. are all like 40 miles from I know. the actual base yeah. <laughs> so even if you clear that 40 50 miles whatever it is you're just like the base is just it's just an air base with like sealable blast doors and so you're not going to yeah. get in anywhere even if there is aliens in there yeah you're not going to get it to to sub-level 33 <clears throat> where they're kept if if there are aliens there they're in the mountain like yeah what's mad and i didn't realize this but they um because the only place you can really see area 51 is from google earth you is know, it not blurred no parts of it are oh, okay. you can see the runways and stuff because the yeah. only way for employees to get in or true are yeah, yeah. Via aeroplane. So the runways you can see, and uh, it's extending. They're actually, I, I thought because of the attention they've gotten in the last 20 years, yeah. or however long, I don't know when they actually had said that it existed, but yeah. it was recently enough. But I thought it would actually have been fallen, not into disuse, but they would be using it less now that the secret's kind of out. But it seems like yeah. they're actually extending it, which I was very surprised by. I guess they've put so much money into it. It's... I know this is more a topic for Gordo, but there's so many theories that it's a look over here base. You know, the whole point is it's like the, the, the original thing is it's not UFOs. It's they're building experimental aircraft to fight. Oh, I think that's, that, that is and absolutely what the whole point is. They're not even being built there. The attention is to try and make people look over there and say it's UFOs and stuff. And well, it's me- all it's all false propaganda or not? Pro- it's all false, false flag or no. false advertising. 
to cover up yeah. what they're really doing. Well, like that's that's very likely now, but we know like they denied it existed for years. Yeah, of course they did. And in the time they were denying it, there was like UFOs the back decades ago. Yeah. We now know that that was the the U two yeah, plane, yeah. which at the time might as well have been an alien aircraft. Oh cause, yeah, it's monstrous. Because when they even like revealed that to the public, it was like ten years after they'd been testing that over the desert. So like, yeah, can you imagine like, what yeah. it looked like when you were just? I heard, I heard a really good one the other day, and it was it was actually just in a, I think it was on something like QI or something, and then I was watching YouTube videos, and one of the comedians, they made a really good point of, they go, remember Dolly the sheep? Mm. She was the first cloned animal on the entire planet that we heard about. Yeah. But she'd already been around a couple of years when mm. they told us about her. Well, isn't and, that- and they kept, re- and then they went on like the tangent of talking about like they referring to like sciences and military and government and all that kind of stuff that like anything like that, it's always like, years behind uh, when you're hearing about it and the, the average is when when a new piece of technology yeah. release reaches the public darpa had it for 10 years 10 well that's the I thought it was five that's yeah. oh really no yeah. no i've i well i'd heard it actually seven i think was the number i had i'd heard yeah and i think i actually heard that on the darpa podcast <laughs> yeah i i remember Which i find insane that darpa have a podcast that's bonkers. Yeah. Years and years ago. Good, like just to give you an idea, years and years ago, it was I'm trying to think now. Age wise. But my older brother, he's ten years older than me, and he moved to London and he was working for I don't know, Carphone Warehouse aren't a thing in the States, are they? They're an English company. No, but they I think they're they essentially summarize what that is. Yeah, like. they're a a phone retailer, basically. And they started off selling mobile phones, but he worked for them in like the late 90s. I assume they started off selling car phones. They did. Um, <laughs> and that was his job in the late 90s. He was basically, he was in telesales and he'd be ringing people trying to get them to buy right. a mobile phone or a car phone. Yeah. And then it became mobile phone. Like very quick, like within a couple of months yeah. he was there, they stopped selling car phones. Like, But he, I remember him coming home f- like for Christmas or something like that. And, if I was 12, he was 22, you know, and he was going on about it. This rep from Nokia came in and did training with them. Mm. And then kind of after the training, they were talking to him and he was telling them about how the next generation phone and what they'd done is he, he had a, he had a prototype. He was describing it to them of a phone that was essentially a disc man this is a device that plays cds for all you kids out there for a personal player and um for that uh i think six percent of our audience yeah that are below the ages of 17 oh, okay um so that's a spotify stat not a podbean stat <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's basically a circular device that um had the internet on it right it was your calendar it was your um organizer it was also your email it was also your phone obviously it had uh, you could watch tv on it it would play your music all this kind of stuff and this was in like 1997 I'd say right 96 97 somewhere around there i'd say 97 98 actually i'm trying to think what age he was 
Um, and this was like their concept model. Yeah, yeah. And the guy told them that will be on the market in five years. The iPhone came out in 2007. <laughs> so it was... But smartphones came out about two or three years before that, but didn't quite develop into what they yeah, were. Like the yeah. iPhone really revolutionized it. The iPhone it was, was kind of the first, crap, the the first smartphone people really had. Yeah. I actually had a Samsung phone that was a smartphone before smartphone was even a term. Yeah. But very few people caught yeah. on to that to that first wave. Yeah. So, so called that, that was 22 years ago, <clears throat> and it was still nearly 10 years before the iPhone came out, and that was a concept Nokia were working on. Yeah. And they were telling sales staff about it. So it was already developed. Like. But you look at, like, the public become aware of a lot of these technologies very late. So it's a lot of the time you will hear now, especially in the last 10 years, about people saying stuff like, oh, you know, I don't... Um, pay attention to these instagram models and they're all photoshopped and like yeah, yeah. these days magazines you can't trust how the model looks it's not like the 70s where there were these natural beauties like you know sharon tate nobody ever touched up her photos you and i we, we've studied photography yeah we know that that's absolute bullshit, bullshit. airbrushing has been going on since the 30s <laughs> like, even just dodging and burning in a dark yeah, room, yeah. like but everything you can do to just a person's face in a photograph to make them look better now, you could do in the 1960s. Within reason, yeah. What could you not do, do you think? Um, a lot as of kind of like, like... So it would be yeah, harder be, to hide, harder. like to make people thinner and stuff like... like now, yeah, now the, time, I was going like to say people, the warping and smudging yeah, and stuff is harder. That's definitely harder. It's still very much doable, though. Cloning was hard as well. It's a tool in Photoshop for people. Yeah, um, but you could still do it. You could definitely still do it. It's very time consuming. The airbrushing, anything you could do to a face, at least. Yeah, yeah. The like no like clean out blemishes, all that kind of stuff they could do. I know when I did photography, I studied. We did this picture from. I'm gonna say it was about 1912, and it was like a re- it's a really famous photo for people who study photography, and it's like a a bar. And in the bar is like a mermaid and a dolphin mm. is flying through the air. And, yeah, and there's, yeah. there's like an eagle sitting there. Yeah. And, like, and the whole thing is made out of composited negatives where somebody got like essentially like a magnifying glass and a cutting knife and they just merged tons of negatives and then made it one image and then printed it and just blew the world's minds yeah. with this, with just some artist. It was essentially a collage, but it was done. And like when you look at it, you go, no way. Yeah. Because if you were to do that, like it was the next level of photocopying something and putting like Tipex on it and then photocopying it. You know, it was yeah, yeah. it was the next level version of that because it was on the negative. So it made yeah. it, the mistakes more forgiving the way they did it. But even like actual, as far as digital photography, even Photoshop. Yeah. Photoshop's been around since I think 1992. Yeah. Like. Right, yeah. But people early to mid nineties. It's only very recently, in the grand scheme of things, that people have kind of like that the general public have become so aware, so aware yeah, that it's yeah. been used to manipulate photos. So, like, you know how now we're seeing the sort of the first introduction of like deep fakes and all this, where it's yeah, fake yeah. videos. It's like, well, if that's coming out now, it's like, well, do we learn in ten years that? Oh, well, that's been around for like 20 years. And there was other... That's it, yeah. 
Like, if we're getting that technology now, it's like, well, then it's probably been used to doctor video for the last 20. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of a tangent from Area 51, but that's what they're doing there, I guess, working on technology that yeah, we don't yeah. have yet. Like, I, I always think the best line and the best concept that was in the first Men in Black film. Great film, by the way. Everybody forgets how good of a movie that is. It's a fucking great movie. It's because of the sequels made a mess of it. Yeah, I, but I think it's like people... It's such a good representation of, like, that period of time, how New York is portrayed. Yeah. And it's like Ghostbusters. It's actually almost like a better version of Ghostbusters. In a way. Like, it's a better story. It was very much in an attempt to be very Ghostbusters-like. Mm. But um, Ghostbusters... I love Ghostbusters. This isn't me shitting on Ghostbusters. But, like, yeah. Ghostbusters is, like, a film that's really... A, like, it's got a plot... But doesn't really have a story. It's about nothing. Like, it's know, just a bunch of gags, um, and it's great. It's great for it. But and, Men, in, uh, Men in Black is kind of like that, but like with a bit of a story as well. Yeah, and they're both like to take. This has gone off what I was going to say, but like to take say, Men in Black is what ninety eight, ninety nine, around that. Yeah, right. and even then, like New York was like dirty and grimy mm. and it was before uh it was, yeah before they cleaned it up properly yeah like, where like ghostbusters is like Times square was like like peep shows and yeah, stuff yeah. like it's like it's even even filthier like, yeah it's like midnight cowboy oh, new that's, york that's it's the just, new york i want to go to though yeah, when you go now it's like flashy tourist land it's disneyland it's, it's it, like, yeah it's yeah, man like um well sorry manhattan the like tourist areas and I'm sure there's people who've lived in New York their whole lives and they're like it's not like that at all and like but they because you live there you know where well a lot of people I've heard a lot of people and, that live in New York say that it's kind of, it's slowly kind of going back to that yeah the griminess yeah it's different but anyway sorry where I was going with Men in Black is their whole concept is Roswell happened yeah they made first contact with aliens and then the world became, Earth became an outpost and everything. But the best thing that they mentioned, and it's just, just a, it's like a side remark that's just Tron Wave, like, how do you fund the Men in Black? And it's just like, where do you think microwaves come from? The whole idea is that they take alien technology, they reverse engineer it, and then sell it as technology we have. And when you th- look at our world and you think of things like microwaves, computers, and how we've evolved over the last 50 years or even the last 20 yeah absolutely like it's just like I've I, seen I, those I, charts I always, where, where people actually match up like the, the yeah how, how like technology has progressed yeah. since around the period of Roswell it's crazy <laughs> yeah and I, I think that's more true than anything even though it was probably all like post-World War nuclear research which led to all these things but it was done in facilities like Area 51. Well, which is, actually still comes back to Roswell, because the whole thing with Roswell at the time was like, oh, it's a re- weather balloon. Yeah. It's like, we now know it wasn't actually a weather balloon, it was like a, a, a spy, like a, a very early version of a spy satellite. It's not that Roswell was this UFO crash that they actually used to take all this technology, but Roswell was just one of the first tests of this new technology that went yeah. wrong. It was, Roswell just marks a period of time where they were actually testing a technology we hadn't seen before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if there I, was an alien crash, it probably happened 20 years before Roswell, and they had reworked it, and they were testing it <laughs> yeah, at Roswell. That's more likely. But no, I love that idea that like it's the new technology, it's 
it's reverse engineered tech, or it's just we've created this technology that's way ahead. So we should definitely, definitely do a Men in Black episode. Yes. Uh, we should do War of the Worlds very soon. I was thinking that, yeah. And maybe Men in Black follow up. I want to do War of the Worlds specifically because, like, I've started getting, like, I'm trying to get, like, a collection of all these hardback books. And I got, see, see that top shelf, see? Oh, yeah. So there's nice looking hardbacks. On the, and then, like, there's a bunch of them over there I got recently. Oh, Johnny. That's so beautiful. War of the Worlds is in it. And I just, like, want an excuse. I want to read it again because I just want to read the nice hardback version. Oh, yeah. And be a good excuse to do it again. And then, like, I want to watch the Spielberg film because the Spielberg film is fucking awesome. <laughs> do you know what? Really? Do you not like the Spielberg War of the Worlds? I saw it once a long time ago. It's such a good movie. I must watch it again. You'll be surprised. Like, I'm surprised. I thought you might have been a fan already. No, that it. Yeah, it's a really good movie. We'll actually let's not talk about it too much because if we do an episode on it, yeah, yeah. I feel like there'll be an entire conversation where you're like, I don't remember it being that good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've I've seen the original and I've seen the. Um, the I think you'd have more of a pre, uh, appreciation for it if you watched it now. Yeah, uh, it's the big question with this uh, storming Area Fifty One. Uh, if we could put if we could get the money together, would you would you go? The 20th of September? Absolutely. <laughs> you? I'd be at would, the back, but I'd go. Oh, I'd be at the back. I wouldn't be doing the NATO running or NATO. I don't even know what they're calling it. Yeah. Whatever Naruto. that run is. Is it? Naruto. Naruto, that's it. Yeah, the, yeah. It's what? an anime character. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it's where someone's going to be like, it's manga, Shane. <laughs> it's actually a manga that has become a, an anime. Well, I can't even pronounce the word. So you're, I know the you're exact run they're talking about. Me. Is you put your hands behind, like you put your hands behind your back, like you're flying. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you you dodge yeah. like people throwing knives or bullets. I know exactly what they mean. So, so where your background becomes just lines, coloured lines. So it's a valid, it's a valid technique. Um, yeah, maybe we should uh, set up a GoFundMe to <laughs> fund a trip to absolutely yeah. Area Fifty One. That'd be cool. We'll make no, like, promises that we'll even survive, let alone document yeah. it. We'll just go. Yeah. Uh, if we can't afford that, though, on the same date, there is another another, another storming oh, yeah. planned called Storm Loch Ness. Really? <laughs> yeah. And this has gotten, <laughs> as of the time of recording this, I believe it has 25,000 signatures. I feel like more people will actually attend this one. Because I think Storm Loch Ness will just turn into the greatest piss up of all time. I recently drove to Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. It was neither too expensive or time consuming. And I would very happily do a road trip to Loch Ness. We can meet up with um, Jerry not Paul. Fake news I was cast. just going to say. And I just go on a piss up and camp around the lake. I really like that. Because I, I was going to say, if we couldn't go, that maybe they'd go and they could be our field reporters. But that'd uh, be great. Yeah. Uh, oh, maybe we should get on to them and see if we could. If we fly over and they drive us, because it'd be cheaper. Yeah, if we. Yeah, like we. Because you fly over for like a tenner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and oh. they could pick us up at the airport and then drive the rest away. And we could share. I'd share driving, like. Yeah, yeah. Because um, to book the car is it's about two hundred euro, but it's not crazy money. And know? then it'd be even funnier if no one showed up. Bar like two two smaller podcasts. <laughs> be great if it was us, and then like just five random lunatics that we could just interview and get 
hours and hours of material out of. Uh, so I think that's it. I think uh, we've covered all the. They're all the important stories. <laughs> that's that that's all the, the important news stories. <laughs> you don't need to know anything. Uh, yeah. else. Also, there's a meteor or an asteroid very close to the Earth. That's fine. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, anyway, okay. I mean, Goodbye. <laughs> Have a nice apocalypse.